What is going on guys? Welcome back to Bucket Hats and Toe Taps. I am actually really excited about this episode. After last week and after all the uh, positive vibes I got from everybody and actually everybody that mentioned they actually listened to the podcast and everything, I was really excited to record this episode and everything. So I just want to thank you guys again. I know I thank you guys a lot towards the end of last episode, but I know most of you guys don't listen towards the end. So I just want to give a shout out in the beginning to everybody who actually does listen to this and everything. Um... I started this just, you know, for fun, but it's been a lot of fun, and it's been growing to be more fun. The more you guys listen to it, and the more you guys interact with me at the field and everything regarding what I say, I had a lot of teams shut me the fuck up this week about my predictions, calling them bad, saying they couldn't score, saying they couldn't do anything, and then they ended up shutting me up just because they listened to it and they really wanted to perform this week. It's really cool to see shit like that go on, so I just want to give a big shout out to those teams and everything, but, um... I'm going to get this started. We're going to start with the uh, North. We're going to start with the results from last week. We're going to go over the matchups leading into next week, and then we'll go into the standings also. Um, we're going to start with the North. Last week we had the first game. Oh, no, this is the South. All right, so the North, the first game we had was the Ducks versus Ohio State. That may be the lowest scoring game I've ever seen in this entire league. I've never seen a game end 6 nothing between two gold teams that had to have been one of the most either stout defensive games you've ever seen played or both offenses just weren't clicking I don't know what happened there um I think I was watching part of that game I think it was just a really good defensive game but um the Ducks ended up edging out the uh Ohio State six nothing so that was a really good game um like I've been saying the Ducks seem to be a really good team they seem to be the uh the team to beat as of right now in the gold division. So look for the Ducks. Um, and then going into the next game, you had the Tigers versus Debo. Tigers came out on top 45-18 to 18 there. Uh, Tigers also doing really well this season, it seems like. Um, Tigers, I believe, are 3-0. And then the Ducks are 2-1. So those are the two teams you're looking really to uh, see dominate the gold division, I think, as of right now. Um, there's a couple teams that are like middling right at the middle that... Uh, they can break out. They might give a t- give these teams a run for their money. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, matchup after that, you had Plan B versus Pray for Rain. Pray for Rain came out on top of that one, 38 to 36. Very close game. From what I hear, it was just very well fought game. Plan B ended up just losing in uh, I think the last couple of minutes. And um, yeah, I, I think Plan B is a really well put together team as of right now. Not just because they're my old team, but. Uh, for the aspect of, they, they recruited a new guy in Justin as of week two. Uh, Justin Farrar is a really good safety, really good receiver, or really good middle linebacker. I don't really know where he plays, but he's a good defensive player all around. And then on top of that, he's a really good receiver. So um, Plan B was kind of one of those teams I was talking about in the middle of the pack. Plan B and Ohio State, I think, are the two teams right now that might be like middle of the pack teams. Because um, Plan B, like I said, has a very well put together team. And then uh and then Ohio State also has a very well put together uh, team. Pray for Rain's not a bad team. I just think that they let up a lot of points. Um, this is one of the most. This is some of the most points I've seen uh, Plan B allow up. They've allowed this up now, uh, thirty plus points up, and I think two weeks now. Uh, their one win was 45-23. So when their defense is clicking, they're a really good team. But it seems like uh, the Gold Division teams. You know, they tend to work around the zone a little bit better. So we'll see how Plan B adjusts. We'll see how Pray for Rain play, and we'll see how Ohio State do. But uh, moving into the next week, 
this up and coming Sunday, you have the Ducks versus Pray for Rain. That's going to be a big statement game for Pray for Rain. If they can end up, you know, edging out a win over the Ducks, like I said, they can be one of those middle of the pack teams that might be able to uh, edge out a couple wins against the higher ranked teams. Uh, the next game, you have the Tigers versus Plan B. I think that's also going to, like, mentioning Pray for Rain and then Plan B as, like, middle of the pack teams that could beat, uh, you know, high ranking teams and then having them play the Ducks and then the and Plan B playing the Tigers. That's going to be a huge statement game. So we're going to see Plan B and Pray for Rain try to uh, pull out some victories against the uh, higher-ranked teams as of right now in the standings, and we'll see how that ends up. Then you have Get Money Gang versus Ohio State. Get Money Gang, I think, is going to try and you know solidify themselves as a top team right top team right now, and then Ohio State's going to try to show that their defense is able to keep up, and maybe their offense can click a little bit better, maybe score once or twice. Um, in this game and hopefully, you know, edge out a win over Get Money Gang. We'll see how that goes down. Then you have Debo versus the Cobras. Um, I don't know much about either of those teams. Debo lost to Plan B, I believe, and the Tigers. So it, it's hard because that's like one of the better teams and then one of the middle-of-the-pack teams that I said could edge out wins against the higher-ranking teams. So Plan B might have been on the game the 23rd, but we'll see how... Um, how Debow does against the Cobras, and then Cobras have a doubleheader against Get Money Gang right after that. So Get Money Gang and Cobras will be both playing doubleheaders, I believe, because they missed the uh, last week. So we'll see how they end up doing, having to play the two games. I don't know how hot it's going to be and everything. I will have my snack stand out, though. Thank you to all who support the snack stand. Um, by the way, that's really cool. I'm going to mention something about the snack stand because uh, I had an issue with somebody towards the end of... Uh, this week, and uh, I want to talk about that, but we'll talk about that towards the end. I'm gonna go over uh, the rest of the matchups and everything before we get into that. But um, yeah, it's gonna it might be a little bit warmer this weekend again, so I'll have the snacks in if anybody wants to come grab drinks or uh, snacks or whatever is going on. Um, we'll hopefully be able to you know take care of that and make sure everybody's hydrated and whatnot throughout the day. Uh, on top of that, that's all the matchups we have for this upcoming week in the North Division. We'll touch on standings a little bit later. Moving into the South, you have. Last week's first matchup was Gangrene versus Dallas Watkins. Gangrene did exactly what I thought they were going to do. They had a bad week or a bad matchup last week. They barely ended up losing, and they ended up, you know, making a statement this week, winning forty to twenty. They really wanted to get that win under or another one under the belt. You know, start uh, start rolling and everything. Try to get a uh, in the top of the division where they think they belong. So that was a great game. Uh, moving on to the next game, you had Evolve versus Get Back Gang. Get Back Gang ended up winning 45-14. to That's not something I expect out of Evolve. Evolve are a very athletic group of uh, people, very well put together team. But seeing as they let up 45 points, either something wasn't clicking or Get Back Gang might be a little bit better of a team than everybody expected. So uh, we're going to see how Evolve and Get Back Gang play next week. And we'll, we'll reevaluate re their situations later. Then you had uh, Dr. D versus the Dons. The Dons ended up winning, squeezing one out, 29-21. to 21. That was a great game. Um, I think Dr. D played really well. Like I said, Dr. D is one of those teams that even if they lose, they keep up with you. Like, they only lost by, like, technically a touchdown and an extra point or a two-point conversion there. So, like, it wasn't like they were out of the game completely, but they did end up losing that one. Uh, moving on to the next game was probably the game of the week or the game of the day, I guess you could say, uh, Outlaws versus Mambas. Mambas, unfortunately, had a uh, player go down with a really, really disgusting knee injury. Um, the knee kind of looked like a chameleon. Like, the one, the knee was going one way, the kneecap was going the other. Oh, it was just, 
it was not a fun time. Uh, we hope he gets a healthy and you know quick recovery and everything. Hope the Mamas player that uh, ended up getting hurt is doing well. So uh, we do really hate to see injuries like that. But uh, even after the injury, they continued their game. Outlaws ended up squeezing out a very, very, very close win, 20-19. to They threw a touchdown pass towards the end of the game where it was incomplete just by the littlest bit. So Outlaws were able to hold on to that one, 20-19. That was a big statement game for the Outlaws, seeing as they've had some very close games, and getting a win under their belt was kind of, I don't want to say necessary, but it was a good boost to their confidence as of right now. So we'll see how the Outlaws end up doing. They are, you know, our, our regular season uh, Warriors. They tend to do really well during the war, uh, regular season. So we'll see how that ends up turning out. Then you had Drunken Disorderly versus the Monstars. Monsters ended up losing 56 to 14. I was not expecting that. I called the Monsters a powerhouse of a team last week. I said the Monsters were a team to beat. They're very well, very high performance, very high offensive team, and they ended up losing by over 40 points. That's a little bit unreal in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if Drunken Disorderly is just a very, very well put together team. Or if the Monstars just happen to have an off week this week. But um, my dog's growling in the background. I don't know what the hell she's going on about. But yeah, those were the silver matchups or the southern matchups for the 6th. Uh, moving on to the 13th, you had, you have, or next week should I say, you have Dallas Watkins versus Drunken Disorderly. So like I said, Drunken Disorderly, I'm not sure how great of a team they are. They've beaten Gangrene. They've beaten Monstars by a lot now, so I think that they'll edge this one out over Dallas Watkins. I think that's going to be a big blowout in Drunken Disorderly's favor, but we'll see how that ends up going. Then you have the Dons versus Gang Green. Uh, the Dons performed very, uh, pretty well. They ended up losing to the Cobras, who ended up, I believe, moving up to gold as of right now. So I don't want to say, especially after they got a win over, I believe it was the Goon Squad, too who might have gotten moved down. I don't know if they play. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Gary switched up all the divisions again. He told me they were locked, and then he switched the divisions up on me. So I got to go look at the divisions again. But yeah, you have the Dons versus Gangrene. I think Gangrene at least wins by a touchdown there. Then you have Get Back Gang versus the Outlaws. Get Back Gang, like I said, might be one of the better teams in the division. So Outlaws are here to make a statement. This is a statement game for the Outlaws. If the Outlaws can end up winning this game after a close victory last week it's going to be a huge boost in their confidence and a huge statement in the division that the outlaws might be here to stay going into the postseason finally then you have mambas versus monsters um Ma I i'm hoping the monsters bounce back this week and they don't have as poor of a showing as they had last week but we'll see how that ends up going uh the monsters like i said are a team that practice a lot they're a well put together team but um mambas are also very very good uh so we'll see how that ends up playing out, and then you got Drunken Disorderly versus the Outlaws. So Drunken Disorderly and the Outlaws both have a double header that day. Um, we'll see how they both perform, being it's their second game of the day and everything. They have an hour break in between, so they'll be able to get hydrated, maybe get some food or whatever, depending on how they feel. And then uh, we'll see them play each other after that. That's going to be a showdown if we've ever seen one. So that'll be a great game, along with uh, Outlaws game two or game one. So. Look out for those two games, um, and we'll see how the Southern Division starts panning out. Uh, moving on to the West, you had your first matchup of the day was Spartans versus the Gabagools. Spartans, 
I love you guys, and you know I love you guys, but when I showed up, you guys looked like utter shit. What the fuck was going on? Joe had not one receiver looking back at him the entire game. I watched you guys run like five plays where you guys were just looking downfield, and no one turned to Joe as he was getting blitzed. It was He was having a really rough day at quarterback, and uh, you guys had a little bit of a rough day defensively, so... Uh, Spartans will look to bounce back next week after taking the L 41 to 20 against Scott Ghouls. Then you had the Ducks versus TCU. TCU, again, ever since moving up, even when they were down and everything, they ended up winning all their games. So, seeing as they can get a win in the division above them, or the division they got moved up to, should I say, um, that's a good statement for them showing that they belong in this division. Uh, then you had Get Back Gang versus Evolve. Oh, I'm guessing Evolve got moved down seeing as they lost so badly to get back gang. So Evolve looks like they're in the West Division as of now. So we'll see how they perform in the West now that they're down here. Um, I was correct about the Dons getting moved down because we have... Do or no, Dr. D ended up getting moved down after the loss. So uh, you got Dr. D and Evolve ended up getting moved down to the West or the Bronze Division as of right now. So we'll see how their matchups end up playing out now that they're moving down to a... Uh, I don't want to say a lower skill bracket because, like, while the gold division and the silver division have, like, pretty big gaps in between them, the other divisions, I don't want to say, have too blatant gaps between them. So we'll see how these two teams, especially after taking the loss, end up performing against lower division teams, technically. And then you had the Olympicans, which I still cannot pronounce correctly. It, it throws me off every time I read it. I want to say Olympians, but it's Olympicans. And then Team Beckfist, they uh, Olympicans ended up outplaying Team Beckfist 36-31. Team Beckfist seemed to have a hard time ever since they ended up getting moved up a division. Um, they ended up losing their title in the uh, last year during the championship, and then they ended up moving up a division, and I don't think they've won a game yet. So they're a great group of guys, but we'll see how they end up performing in the silver division, seeing as they haven't been able to really get their footing as of yet. But uh, we'll see how they also bounce back come next week, seeing as uh, all these matchups are really good. Okay, so you have the uh, first matchup. You have the Ducks versus the Gobbleghouls. I think that's going to go to the Gobbleghouls after as well as they've performed last week. Then you have Team Beckfist versus Dr. D, which I think is going to be a showdown because Team Beckfist is a well-put-together uh, team. And um, while Team Beckfist is a well-put-together team and everything... Dr. D also performs really well, and they just got dropped down from a higher division. So seeing as Dr. D is technically a silver division team, and they're getting moved down to the bronze division, we'll see how they end up performing against Team Beckfist. Um, the next matchup, you have the Spartans versus Evolve. That's going to be a great game. Evolve getting moved down. Spartans looking to actually perform after their loss last week, but I'm pretty sure the Spartans are going to be missing 90% of their players this week. So we'll see end up. We'll see how they end up uh, performing, how many subs they end up having, if they even have a team. Um, after that, you have Spartans versus Team Beckfist. I would say Spartans would edge that out normally, but again, I don't know how the Spartans are going to play without half their players missing. They don't have the heart and soul of their team, big boy, anymore. So I don't know how uh, that game's going to end up panning out. Maybe Team Beckfist can get their first dub between their doubleheaders at 11-1. Uh, and one. See, Gary's trying to give people an hour in between because it's been so hot. So I appreciate that, Gary. And then you have the Olympicans versus TCU. I think TCU edged that one out. The Olympicans have been doing well, um, but TCU is a very well-put-together team. They're very disciplined, and they play well together. So we'll see how they end up playing together and how everything ends up panning out for them. Uh, that basically wraps up the East Division 
as of right now. And then we're going to move on to the West. I think I was calling it the West before. My bad. That was the East or the Bronze Division. And um, <clears throat> we're going to move on to the West Division or the Copper Division, as I call it sometimes. Uh, the first game of the day, the Phantoms decided to show up and shut me up. Um, I was talking about how their offense has been a little iffy. Sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. I was talking about how their defense is pretty stout, but uh, Pylon Pythons were a good offense, and the Phantoms ended up winning 45-27, to making me eat my words, saying, yeah, we're the better team, we're here to play, our offense is finally clicking, so that's great to see out of the Phantoms, we'll see how they end up performing throughout the uh, next couple of weeks, they have a stout matchup against the Renegades coming up, I believe, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, then you had Going Deep versus Fleur de Lee. Going Deep ended up winning 32-14. to Going Deep is a team that I believe have been in the league for a while. I believe they were a, uh, a higher division team, but they lost a couple players. So now they're back in the uh, in the Copper Division as of right now. But they end up beating Fleur de Lee. Fleur de Lee have been having a very rough time after facing a very depleted Show Us Your TDs Week 1. So we'll see how the Fleur de Lee continue to perform. Very cocky group of guys, but very athletic, so we'll see how they do. Then you had a tie between Mean Machine and Renegades. This surprised me. I thought Renegades were going to absolutely blow the Renegades, or I thought the Renegades were going to blow Mean Machine out of the water, and Renegades ended up tying the game 20-20, to 20. and uh, that's more of a statement for Mean Machine than it is a statement for the Renegades. Uh, the Renegades are a good team, so I believe they should have been able to inch out a win over these guys, but seeing as they didn't, after having such dominant victories the past couple of weeks. Um, maybe Meme Machine has improved their game finally. Uh, we don't know. We'll touch on that later. Then you had the Grizzlies versus uh, Show Us Your TDs. Show Us Your TDs finally showed up. Um, that's the team I play for. Our team, we're, we're, we're a type of team that, like, when guys start talking shit, especially to Chris and our quarterback, Mike, they get in this very, very awesome zone like Mike turns into Josh Allen and then Chris turns into like the greatest slot slash deep threat receiver ever I don't know what it is he just gets in this zone where he's finding holes and defenses that shouldn't be there uh, Mike's slinging balls into into corners and in, into pockets that should not be open for that long he's literally missing hands by inches and just threading the ball all over the place while throwing across his body and running like a madman and uh Grizzlies not to say they started talking shit, but we, we have a little bit of history with a couple guys on the team. Jay's on one of my other teams, so we talk shit to each other. And leading into this matchup, Show Us Your TDs really wanted to make a statement. And uh, we ended up winning 32-12. to So, you know, we're finally vibing. We got our offense back together and everything. Um, I died again. I, I, I dehydrated myself the, the week, two weeks before that. The week before uh, Memorial Day. And then the week... That just passed, I got overhydrated because I drank too much water because I was scared to get dehydrated again. And I started cramping up and I went to go dive for a flag and I lost all functioning of my like function of my calf muscle. Every bit of my calf just started burning and it felt like I tore something. So I started freaking out. I was on the sideline. I couldn't do anything. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of hanging out on the sideline praying that I wasn't going to die because I thought I tore a muscle. But, uh, my leg feels a lot better now, so I think what just happened was, you know, I cramped up from having too much water and everything, so it's whatever. You know, I finally found the happy medium in between overhydrating and dehydrating myself, so now that that's a thing, you know, I can hopefully play both games and, you know, not die this week. 
So that's going to be great. And finally, I have a Show Us Your TDs game that's before my Rejects game. So I'm going to be 100% strength for this uh, up-and-coming Show Us Your TDs game. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, then you have the Renegades. Oh, I'm sorry. And then you had uh, the Me Machine versus the Saints. That was a 27-19 to game. Me Machine ended up squeezing out a win. So I guess Me Machine has put together their offense finally well enough to start scoring. Defense has been stopping people. So, uh... Watch out for Me Machine, guys. I think Me Machine's finally got their vibe going. They finally might have uh, found their quarterback. and might have found their, their defense that they like riding with. So uh, we'll see how they end up doing the rest of this year. I really like that uh, Me Machine. They uh, you know, they all listen to the podcast. and everything. Everybody, everybody, honestly, apparently listens to this podcast. I mean, a lot of the teams do, at least. Uh, Me Machine listened to it. One of the teams in the lower division was talking to me about it and everything, about how I uh, shit-talked them. Phantoms listen. Well, some of the phantoms listen to it because you know the second they ended up winning, that I got a text message, Jim, that was for you, and I was ah, ah, okay, okay, I see how it is, but um, yeah, I really like Me Machine. Uh, they're great guys, and they're performing a lot better than they have the past couple of years. So watch out for them. They're they're a force to be reckoned with right now. Uh, up and coming matchups, you have Renegades versus the Phantoms. I think that's going to be a great game. Renegades are one of the better teams. Phantoms have been scoring. I think in the past two weeks that they've played, they've scored 57 and 45. So they've put up over 100 points in the past two weeks. And Renegades have not been scoring that much. But the Renegades do have a very, very stout defense. They've held their defense, or the opposing teams, to 6 and 20 points the past two weeks. So I think that's going to be a defense versus offense game this week. Um, we'll see how that ends up going with the Renegades and the Phantoms. Then you have going deep for show us your TDs. Apparently, this is a matchup with a whole bunch of ex-teammates. There's guys who used to play together in the gold division. And there's guys who used to play together in the gold division on my team. And now we're all playing in the bron- or in the copper division. I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. <laughs> but apparently, this is going to be a really good game. That's what I've been told. So I'm really excited for this one. I'm going to be at 100%. That's going to be a lot of fucking fun. Then you have the Saints versus the Grizzlies. That's going to be a uh, fun game. I think the Grizzlies are going to look to hopefully make a statement after everything that went down last week. I think Joey broke his finger, so he's out for a couple of weeks and everything. Uh, so they're down a couple guys. I don't. I think they might be playing with a couple subs, if not a couple guys that they picked up from for their team. And then the fo- last matchup for the Copper, you have Floor DeLee versus the Pylon Pythons. I think Pylon Pythons win this one. No offense, unless Floor DeLee have their full team. I think Pylon Pythons end up edging this one out because Florida Lee have had a rough couple of weeks and Pylon Python are looking to make a statement after finally getting beat down by the Phantoms. That was well waiting for, or well, well, I, I don't I don't know what the, the terminology I'm looking for is, but the Phantoms have been waiting to put a beat down on the Pylon Pythons ever since they lost them last season, I think. So uh, that was a huge statement for... Uh, phantoms and i think that uh pylon pythons will be making a look a statement against florida lee to show that they still can compete in the division moving on to the final division for the men's you have the plastic division <laughs> or the central division uh the matchup started with vicious and delicious versus Wolfpack. uh vicious and delicious put up a very a much much better fight compared to the last week uh they i don't even think they got a first down in the last week so um Seeing Vicious and Delicious be able to only lose by one point, even though it was apparently a very, very, very close game and a nail-biter down to the end, I believe that um, Vicious and Delicious are slowly evolving, and I believe they have a new quarterback coming in. So 
we'll see how they end up performing. I don't know if they'll end up taking, you know, a higher spot or higher seed in the division, but I think they'll start performing a lot better. So we'll see how that goes. Then you had the rejects versus Grape Apes, 34 to 25. Yeah, we won. We won. That's right, Hunter. We won. But uh, <laughs> no, that was a, a great game. I have a buddy Hunter. He's one of the referees. He also plays for Grape Apes. Uh, we have a little friendly rivalry going. I uh, I had my little hydration backpack on because I was overhydrating myself. He kept calling me Waterboy, so it was fun to be able to, you know, score on them. And then, oh yeah, Waterboy looks good in the picture when he finally scores. Speaking of which, I'll have pictures up later on tonight. Um, you had the White Lightning versus the Mud Dogs. After that, White Lightning ended up winning 38-27. I guess White Lightning finally were able to put up points after getting absolutely decimated by evolve last week um it's good to see them put up 38 points end up winning over the uh mud dogs i don't know how good the mud dogs are honestly i haven't seen them play so i don't know if that's just a oh these guys weren't that good or if white lightning are finally here to show what they can do then you had team aa versus tf rating i thought this was a funny matchup because it was the two worst teams in the division and i didn't realize that tf rating is basically uh unguarded junior Unguarded was a uh, team from last year with uh, a bunch of kids that I, I, I don't want to say had beef with, but I had beef with, and uh, <laughs> and their quarterback was a complete dickhead, absolute loser. Is this kid? I hated this kid, and I still do to this day. If he ever came back to the league, I literally would mock him the entire time we played because this kid faked an injury one time when he was rushing after a flag. It's like the header on one of my fucking, on my uh, Facebook or on my Twitter profile. It's the greatest thing on earth. He's literally holding his leg like he's hurt. And then he goes back in the next play to throw, like, another interception. He's, he's just so bad. Hated him. But uh, TF Rating heard that I was talking shit and heard that I called them the quote-unquote worst team in the division. And they took that to heart. So they ended up winning a game finally 38-36 over Team AA. I'm happy that we saw Team AA finally, you know, score a touchdown. <laughs> so um, I don't know if that attests much for TF Rating, seeing as Team AA hadn't scored a touchdown. And then they scored, it looks like, six touchdowns against them. But TF Rating was able to put up enough points to, you know, edge out a win over Team AA. So we'll see. Team AA might have their vibe going. But seeing as these two teams were the lower-ranked teams in the division, I think it was just a uh, a little bit of a two monkeys throwing shit at each other kind of contest. Like, who could throw the ball as much into the end zone before the other team could? And I think TF Rating just came out on top of that one. But we'll see how they end up doing. Uh, I love Brisk, guys. I fucking love this shit. But um, moving on to next week's matchups, you have Vicious and Delicious versus the Rejects. That's going to be fun. That's, that's going to be blast. It's the cops versus all the guys who know the cops because we all grew up in, like, Madawan and Aberdeen. So it's going to be a lot of fun, that matchup. And um, I don't know what's going to happen because apparently the new quarterback for Vicious and Delicious is also the quarterback for the Rejects. So I'm confused. Joe, please play with the Rejects. Yeah, but... um. Then you have the Mud Dogs versus the Great Apes. I think Great Apes will hopefully finally come out on top and get the victory that they need over the Mud Dogs. Seeing as, like I said, I don't know how well the Mud Dogs have been performing. It doesn't seem like they're a great team. They got beat by Me Machine by a lot, and then they, you know, got beat by White Lightning, who did not seem to do very well against Team Evolve. So we'll see how um how that game pans out. But I think the Great Apes come out on top of that. Then you have the Rebels versus the Wolf Pack. Uh, Rebels, have you guys played yet? I don't think I've seen the Rebels play yet. If the Rebels are the team 
from last year, then that's going to be the Rebels, the red, white, and blue team. They have one of the players who plays in the G League. Uh, I forget his name, but he does this weird low drag step. Like when you try to get his flag, he just gets really low to the ground and starts like dragging his legs towards the ground, but not touching his knee. It's very hard to grab the flag, and he, it's very effective to be honest. But uh, if that's the Rebels from last season, I think Team AA are in for a very, very, very rough outing. And then you have, like I said, you have TF rating versus White Lightning. <sighs> That's going to be a fun matchup because you got team trying to prove that they're not terrible versus, you know, Brandy, can you not? Versus, um, <clears throat> versus a team that scored no points and then scored 38 points this week. So uh, we'll see how that ends up panning out. I apologize about that, folks. I had to pause for a second because my dog was losing her mind. Anyways... Um, the White Lightning versus TF matchup, I think it's going to be fun because TF, I think, is trying to make a statement to the podcast that they can score points, and then White Lightning is trying to make a, sta a statement to the league that they're not terrible. So we'll see at, we'll see how uh, TF rating versus White Lightning go, and then Team AA versus Rebels. Like I said, if that's the Rebels from last season, they're going to get their asses kicked. I, I hate to say it, Team AA, you're going to get absolutely, it's probably going to be like 40 to nothing. So God bless that team if that is the uh, the matchup for next week. But um, that's all the men's division. I just want to go over the women's division matchups from last week. Donnie's Angels ended up taking one over the Bomb Squad, 32-18. to Mischief Managed ended up taking another one, 19-0, over Pittsburgh Feelers. And then Mischief Managed again over Show Me Your TDs, 41-20. to Mischief Managed just completely running through this, this league. It seems like they're a team that seems very well put together. Um, it wasn't the team that I thought it was. I think they're the orange team. Uh, again, I don't know the women's teams. I think they're the orange team, though. And they did very, very well. They haven't lost a game yet. So we'll see how um, how these this team ends up going into uh, playoffs. I think they're going to uh, do playoffs soon. I don't know. I don't know how many more weeks they have coming up. But, um, yeah, Mischief Manage look like the heavy favorites right now. Donnie's Angels, you know, finally finding their groove. And then... Uh, Mischief Manage end up winning another one. It just seems like Mischief Manage is very, very, very dominant as of right now. So we're going to go into standings. I'm going to go over the standings, and then I'm going to talk a little bit of nonsense that uh, went on this week. So <clears throat> going into the North standings, you have the Tigers 3-0. You have the Ducks at 2-1, and and then you have Pray for Rain at 2-1. You have the Cobras at 1-0, Ohio State at 1-2, Plan B at 1-2, Get Money Gang at 0-2, and, and then Debo. Um... Like I said, Debo and Get Money Gang seem to be hanging out towards the bottom, not doing too well. Uh, but we'll see Get Money Gang trying to uh, make a statement after uh, losing two games. Like I said, they're a good team. They just haven't ended up winning yet. But um, I also find it crazy that Plan B is only 1-2, seeing as they have 108 points for and then 95 points against. So they're actually in the positive for the uh, points for, or point differential, and they are 1-2. And then you have teams like the Ducks, who are negative nine in point differential, who are two and one. So, <clears throat> if you want to take a lot into point differential and you know weigh a little bit into that, I think Plan B might be a little bit higher in the standings that they're they're projected right now. And then I think teams like Cobras might end up, you know, depending on how their matchup goes next week, they might end up being a top tier team. And Tigers are just sixty seven point differential right now; they're clearly top of the division. So. Moving on from the North, you have the South or the Silver Division. That has Get Back Gang at 
Seems like they're the dominant force as of right now. Drunk and disorderly at 2-0. Um, very well put together team. Seem to be cruising right now. You have the Mambas at 2-1. Hopefully the loss of that one player doesn't affect them too much and they can still cruise. Gang Green looking to make a statement, show that they still belong even with all the injuries. You have the Monsters at 2-1 who, after moving up, I don't know, they're looking a little iffy right now. I don't know if it was just an off week or what's going on, but we'll see how, how the Monsters end up doing. See if they can keep their middle of the pack, top of the pack uh, status after I called them out as possibly the best in the division as of right now. And then uh, you have the Dons at 2-1. After that, you have Outlaws at 1-1. One one. They're looking to make a statement in their doubleheader next week. You have Dallas, Dallas Watkins at 1-2 and, and Goon Squad at 0-2. Clearly, they are the bottom pack teams right now. Um, no mince words about that. You just got to, if they get a win and we see the point differential being a lot, then maybe they're improving. But as of right now, it just seems like they're the bottom tier teams. And then everybody else is just kind of cruising in the middle. And then you have Get Back Gang at the top. So possibly drunk and disorderly. I, I don't know. We'll see how they uh, perform this week and we'll, we'll touch back on that. Going into the East, you have TCU and the Gabagools at three and O. TCU on top and the Gabagools in second, based on point differential or points against, I believe it is. Um, TCU's only allowed thirty six points, so in three games they've allowed twelve points per game. That's pretty impressive. Uh, their defense seems to be very well put together, so I think they'll be a dominant force in the East right now. Um, Ducks at one and one, Spartans at one and one. And Olympians at one and one. I believe the Spartans might fall down in the standings this week just based on the fact that they're missing a lot of guys. And then um, the Ducks and Olympians seem to be good teams currently. <coughs> but <coughs> again, we're like middle of the season. We're only three games in. A lot of teams can improve. A lot of teams can you know fall off. So we'll see how that ends, that ends up going. I think the uh, the Spartans will fall off and then pick back up come when their players come back. I think the Ducks stay in the middle of the pack team right now along with the Olympicans. And we'll see how Evolve play against technically lower tier talent seeing as they've moved down to division. So we'll see how they perform. And then you have Dr. D at 0-3 and Team Beckfist at 0-2. Seeing as they both have zero points technically. Dr. D is technically ahead of Team Beckfist even though they're 0-3 with uh, 73 points against. And Team Beckfist have 74 points against. So in two games, Team Beckfest have allowed as many points as Team or as Dr. D have in three. So I think that goes to show that Team Beckfest may be a lower tier team right now. Dr. D just might be having a little bit of an off week, and they might be able to bounce back. But again, 0-3, it's hard to bounce back from that. So you're just kind of looking to soften your position in the, uh, in the playoff rankings, opposed to being last and having to play that first or second tier team. So uh, moving on to the West or the Copper Division. You have going deep at 3-0. <clears throat> Seemed like a very well-put-together team. Very high-scoring offense. Very well-put-together defense. One of their safeties is really good. I think he's from the gold division. So um, he's really, really good. He uh, he performs really well. And uh, they have an 80-point differential right now. So that's going to be a great matchup. Again, show us your TDs. Lots of fun. So much scoring. God kill me. God almighty. Uh, then you have Me Machine at 2-1-1. One, and one. Um, they've already played four games. They're chilling at like the top of the division right now. I think they're living life. You have the Grizzlies at two and one after getting knocked down a peg by show us your TDs. Um, seeing as we beat a two and O team, I think our record reflects poorly on how, how well we're performing. So I'll touch on that later though. 
you have pylon pythons and then the phantoms tied at two and one uh phantoms like i said i put up like 102 points the past two weeks so look for them blazing a path through this division if renegades at one one and one i think they're a well put together team if they're not top of the division they're somewhere within second or third probably you have show us your tds who i think start going off from here on out after last week and the way we were vibing last week i think the next couple of weeks are gonna be a lot of fun uh, you have Florida Lee at 1-2 and two and Saints at 1-3. and three. After a hot start, I think Florida Lee don't seem to be as strong as the team as they were. I don't know if it's the heat that's getting to them. I don't know if it's just the fact that they're, you know, not getting lucky because we didn't have our starting quarterback, cough, sneeze. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And then you have the Saints as a clear, clear-cut lower division team, I want to say. But they've only lost. They only have a point differential of negative two. So they've lost. Wait. I had to do math. I was like, how does that work? I was like, how do you have two points if you lost, or negative two points, but lost three games? And then I remembered you could score a lot of points in one game. So Saints clearly aren't a terrible team, seeing as they only have a minus two point differential. They've been keeping games close. So we'll see if they can bounce back, finally get some scoring in, and possibly squeeze out some games. Then you have the Central Division or the Plastic Division. Uh, King of Kings right now, you have the Rejects, 3-0. They seem to be the team to beat. That's about all I'm going to say. Then you have Wolfpack and White Lightning at 1-1. One one. Um, not terrible teams. They both are negative in point differentials. So it seems like when teams in this division lose, they lose by a lot. And when they win, they win by a lot. And seeing as Rejects are 3-0 and then everybody else is 1-1 one one or less, we'll see how they end up all doing. Uh, a lot of these teams got, end up getting knocked down after a loss against you know, a team in a higher division or something. So... It, um, it doesn't attest too much for the team, but again, it also could have an impact. So then you have TF rating at one and two, finally moving up the standings after being 0 and two. Um, I don't know if, like I said, their, their point differential is minus 79. They're not a great team. I'm going to stick by that guys. You guys aren't that great of a team, no offense, but you know, you guys might be improving. We might see this point differential go away a little bit. And you know, if that continues to happen, then I'll talk a little bit more positively about them, but one lucky win over the second worst, if not worst, team in the division. Not something to celebrate about yet, guys. Um, then you have the Rebels at 0-1. I didn't even know they played, but I think that's the red, white, and blue team. They're not terrible, but they're not a great team. Um, it all depends on what guys, like what personnel show up that week. So we'll see how they end up doing. Seeing as they're only 0-1, I don't want to weigh too much into it. Uh, Vicious and Delicious and Grape Apes at 0-2. And, and then Mud Dogs and Team AA at 0-3. Uh, Team AA, God Almighty, get your shit together. Uh, you guys are athletic. You guys are you're not terrible, but you guys cannot play well, it seems like. You guys have been having a rough time, but you finally scored a touchdown, so maybe that, that starts snowballing, and we get something out of you guys, but who fucking knows? Well, we'll never know with these teams. And then um, I'll just go over the women's division real quick. You have Mischief Managed still at 8-0. Show me your TDs at 3-2. Bomb Squad at three and three, Donnie's Angels two and five, and the Pittsburgh Feelers zero and six. Um, I think that even when they get to playoffs, any team could win this one. But it seems like Mischief Managed seem to be the heavy, heavy favorites in these matchups. So um, I'll talk to Gary, figure out what playoffs are going on for that. I don't know if they're just going to wait and do it at the same time as the men's, or if they're doing it earlier, seeing as they started earlier. So, but um, 
yeah, it's it's great to see that that's up and running. Women's division's doing well, and then we went over all the standings and everything for the men's division. Uh, I want to touch on a couple of things that happened last week because um, I don't know. I'm I'm bored and I like to talk about that shit. But uh, first thing first, I I want to find this referee. Here's a referee, a young skinny kid who just decided to walk up to the snack stand when I was putting shit in my car and just grab whatever he wanted and not pay for any of it and then walk into the parking lot. And then when I was informed about this, I walked out in the parking lot and was like, hey, oh, what the fuck? What, what, you just take free shit and you just walk away? And he looks at me and he goes, oh, well, I spoke to, I spoke to the coordinator, or the, the Al. I, I spoke to Al. Go talk to him. I gave him money. And I'm like... I, I, I don't deal with Al. I was like, Al's not my boss. Al's not the guy who runs the snack stand. That's my shit and my money. And then I was like, you should come pay for that. And I walked away thinking he would come back in. But of course, the asshole left. He just up and got in his car and left. So when I see him next week, you can guarantee that I'm going to say something about the fact that he just decided to rob the snack stand. And then I'm going to call him out to his boss because I know Nikki was there last week, who runs the Reffing Association. I'm going to let him know that his employee is a little thief. And we'll touch on it from there. I don't, I don't know if it was one of Nikki's employees. I don't know if it was one of the guys that Al asked to show up. But this teenage asshole decided to walk up to my snack stand and steal food from me and drink. And you owe me money, asshole. And I'm not going to mince words about that. You fucking owe me money. So... Uh, I'm going to leave it at that. You can either politely come up and tell me that you owe me money and give me the money from the shit that you decided to take after you said you paid Al, even though Al had no idea what the fuck you were talking about and looked at me like I had eight heads when I mentioned it. So, um, yeah, and don't be surprised if you don't walk up to the snack stand if I just walk onto the field and I call you an asshole and tell you to give me my money back or I'll call the cops because you robbed me. I'm not fucking around. I, I would beat your ass. Like, I would just threaten to beat your ass. But again, this is this is a league that I actually want to stay a part of. So if I beat your ass, I won't be able to show up anymore. So what I'm just going to do is I'm just going to bother you. I'm going to call the cops, and then I'm going to have charges pressed against you because you stole from me. And there's a witness to you stealing from me. Actually, multiple witnesses. So you can deal with that, or you can pay me my money. Simple as fucking that. So I'm going to leave that at that. Um, You guys can, you know figure out whatever the fuck's going on with your uh your refing association i don't know what the fuck was going on last week because uh I, I don't know what happened nikki showed up and all of a sudden i couldn't take pictures on the um i couldn't take pictures on the field which i've been doing since i don't know the beginning of last year no two years ago i've been literally i get behind the offense i'm wearing a completely different jersey than everybody else and if an interception happens i make sure to get off to the sideline before the ball gets anywhere near me so I don't understand why all of a sudden I couldn't be on the field to take pictures, which is, you know, what I'm there for. It's what Gary has me show up for. I'm there to take photos. I play, but I'm also there to take photos. So I'm clearly going to have to work something out there because I can't take photos. Taking photos from the sideline, you get a completely different perspective than when you take photos of the ball being thrown out of the quarterback's hand from behind him. It's a completely different perspective of the game, and the photos come out like shit. So I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. And then after that, I played in my rejects game, and I had my hydration bag on, which was a medical reason, seeing as I was dehydrated the last week, and I was told that I needed to stay hydrated because I have dehydration issues from the hospital, and I was told that I wasn't allowed to wear my hydration bag, which I get. It looks funny. 
But the excuse for why I wasn't allowed to wear it was it could hurt somebody. My my bag of water, my my two gallons of water in a in a very soft like plastic bag was going to hurt somebody. The bag doesn't have zippers on it. Like the the zipper that's on it isn't metal. It's like a mesh. It's like a a very. It's like a mesh zipper or a fabric zipper. I don't I don't fucking know how to describe it, but it, it's a medical bag made for playing so that I could play with it on. And I was told that I wasn't able to wear it. So that's probably the reason I started cramping up. Because I went from hydrating to not being able to hydrate. And um, also, it's a medical reasoning. So why the fuck can't I wear it? And Gary had something to say about that. Which I really do respect. And I thank Gary for that. Because like, he said something to the referees. Like, why would you tell him to take it off? If clearly he's he, he's on the sideline hurt now. Because you made him take that off. So, you know. Again, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Where... All of a sudden, the head head ref guy shows up, and then all of a sudden, the rules change. I, I don't know if the refs just haven't been following the rules previous, or if this guy wants it run differently. I, I don't know what's going on. I like Nikki. I, I mean, we, we talked after the game. I was like, look, it, it was a medical backpack. I just I, I was, wasn't trying to die. I wasn't trying to be an asshole. I had a conversation with them. Again, I have nothing against them. I'm just, I just want to know what's going on. I don't know if it's the base rule. I don't know if all of a sudden, I'm not allowed to take pictures on the field, because Again, no one's had issues with that. Not one of your referees, except for you. So, I, I don't know. Just trying to figure out, you know, the basis here. And uh, I tried to ask you at the field, and I didn't get an answer. So, I figured I'd say something on the podcast. I don't know if you listen, but if you do, hey, let me know what the fuck's going on so I can uh, take pictures properly. I'll wear, like, a yellow hat, a yellow hazard hat if I have to. I don't give a shit. Um, but, you know, I'd like to take pictures like I have been for the past two and a half seasons. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch on those couple of things. Uh, I had an asshole rob me, and I had a couple issues with the with the technical issues, I guess you could say, of the referees. But, uh, nothing really that, uh, it was, like, nothing against them. I'm just trying to figure out what's changed since, you know, last week that, or, or the game earlier, because I played a game earlier with my hydration bag on. No one had an issue with it, and then I played another game, and they had an issue with it, so, again, I don't know what the fuck is going on there, but I just wanted to mention that, um, we had a couple almost fights in the Grizzlies game, uh, Jay lost his shit, ripped his shirt, ran, walked away somewhere, did some push-ups, punched a pole, uh, Joey started getting hostile, because, I mean, I get where Joey's coming from, because Joey, he's a loudmouth, like me, I like to talk shit, but Joey, uh, Joey also likes to talk shit, but Joey's issue is, Joey is, a little bit more aggressive, I guess you could say, and he's and clearly bigger than me, because I'm, I'm fucking 5'10", 140 pounds, I'm not that big, but you know, I'm loudmouthed, so when I'm running my mouth and the ref doesn't tell me to shut up, but then he tells Joey that he needs to be quiet or something, he gets frustrated because he's not allowed to say anything, and then I'm still running his mouth, so he gets more and more frustrated, so he got really frustrated, almost, you know, I don't want to say almost fighting somebody, but he was in the ref's ear the entire game, he was pissed off, I get where he was coming from, so... And again, I really do respect the fact that he spoke to me after the game and explained it to me. He was like, look, you know I love you. You know I love the competition. You know how I love you talk shit. And he's like, I'd love to do that with you, but I'm told I can't. And it frustrates me. And again, get where he's coming from. So, But I wanted to touch on that. I thought it was really cool that he took me to the side. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I broke my finger, by the way. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. But uh, yeah, like I said, he's uh, he gets hot-headed, but he's a really down-to-earth guy when you actually speak to him. So... But, um, <coughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of any other interesting things that have happened. 
Uh, I like I said, I had TF rating call me out. They called me inside. They're like, oh, you said we were bad this that the other day. I was like, yeah, you were. And then they were like, oh yeah, we won. And I was like, oh, well, gotta put my foot in my mouth. And then Meme Machine talked to me about how they listen to the podcast, and then they also mentioned, you know, how they end up winning their game, and then they end up tying their other game. So it's really cool to see everybody interacting with me at the field and everything, actually listening to their segments of the podcast or the entire podcast all together and actually commenting on what I say, what's going on, uh, trying to figure out, you know, more information they can provide to me and, you know, make that podcast more interesting. And I really like that because I can add more content to the podcast. Podcasts get a little bit longer. You can listen to it a little bit longer, like when you're, you know, on your drive home from work or whatever. And I think that's really great. I think that it's great that you guys actually enjoy listening to what's going on. You enjoy listening to me, you know, talk shit about what's going on or talk shit about the teams or, you know, just talk in general. I mean, I, it is what it is, but you guys are great. Like I said, every one of you guys who listen, every one of you guys who listen to little segments and everything, um, you guys are amazing. I really respect the referees who um really, really went out of their way to help me out with the snack stand last week. Um. I was playing in two separate games when I had these snack stands set up. I had Gary's son was really cool and was able to hang out when he wasn't roughing at the snack stand that he also had right next to mine. So he was collecting money for me, selling a couple of the things that I had there. And we had a little, you know, give and go thing. I would help him out. He would help me out whenever he was. So it was really cool. I really wanted to give a shout out to uh, Tom. I really do appreciate that. Thank you. You're awesome. Um, And then I also want to give a shout out to... Again, I'm sorry that I don't know your names, but there is a referee who refs on the grass all the time, and there is a female ref, a shorter female ref, who refs on the grass also. They are a blast to be around. They're great people, and they're also really, really awesome about helping me out with the snack stand. I was playing in a game. The ref walked over, gave me like $40 worth of money that he collected from everybody at the snack stand. He sold a whole bunch of shit for me and then brought the money back to me. I thought that was really great of him. He went out of his way to do that. He didn't have to. And he did that because, again, he was really, you know, he was really happy about the fact that he um, he was able to help me out. Like, he, he likes that he's, he, like, I have the snacks in there for the refs, for the players and everything so they don't get dehydrated. They can, you know, get some food. They can survive throughout the day when it's really hot because some of the refs are there. I knew one of the refs on the field, uh, newer ref, awesome dude. He, um, he was there from like 9am to the final game at like 3pm. I think he refed every single game on that field. The dude must have been exhausted. But again, I was able to help those refs out. All the refs who were there long day, I was able to help them out, get them waters, get them Gatorades. Even the kids who were coming off the field, the, um, for the games earlier throughout the day, a lot of them were coming over trying to grab ices, fruit, ca- or fruit snacks, fruit cups and everything. And I just think it's really great that I can help out around the league and like, you know, be able to provide, I guess, a service to help you guys out, stay hydrated, keep it more fun. Because, like, again, I love interacting with you guys. So when you guys come up to the snack stand, you'll talk to me and everything. I really do appreciate that. I appreciate everybody who actually utilizes the Cash App because I have some people who say they send me money and then they'll walk away with, like, a dollar water and not pay me. And it's like, I'm not going to chase after you over a dollar, except for that one ref because fuck you for blatantly stealing from me. But I'm not going to chase after you for a dollar because sometimes they just forget to hit send or whatever. But um, I really do appreciate everybody who utilizes the Cash App and actually sends me money. And then I appreciate especially uh, the guys from like Team Beckfist and a couple of the other guys who use Cash App because they always end up sending me like 50 cents more just so I can, you know, cash out or cash out the money without any fees and everything. And I think that's really, really cool that they do that. They don't I don't post anything about having to 
take a fee off or anything. They just go out of their way to do that, and I really do appreciate that. So, like I said, you guys are great. I really do appreciate everybody around the league. I appreciate all the support and everything from everybody, and I appreciate the, uh, you know, the support for the podcast. It's a lot of fun doing this. It's a lot of fun talking to you guys. I'm doing something on Saturday, I believe, with a couple of the captains, a couple of the players, where I'm going to live stream. I have a Twitch channel. Um, I'll post that, or I'll have Gary post that on the um, Instagram or the Facebook when I go live. But I'm thinking about going live around like 12 or 1 o'clock on Saturday to talk about um, the divisions, which were supposed to be locked like two weeks ago, but they're finally locked now. I want to talk to captains about the division, outlooks for the new teams, teams that they find as a threat or teams that they, you know, are looking forward to playing or beating the shit out of. So I, I want to get a little bit of, you know, back and forth between the captains and the other players and the other teams and whatnot, opposed to just me talking shit and relaying messages and, you know, saying all the shit that I say. So, oh, final note. I don't know if Outlaws will listen this long, but I want to apologize to the Outlaws because I made a mistake last week. I was talking about <clears throat> one of their losses, and I said they got their ass beat, and then I looked back after I got a message from, because Frankie was like, yo, we didn't get our ass beat the week before, and I looked back, and they lost like 24 to 20 or so. It was like a really close game, and I was like, oh shit, I was looking at the wrong score, so... I just wanted to address the fact that I messed that up, too. Sorry about that, guys. You guys didn't get your ass beat. You guys, like I said, you're improving. You're doing a lot better. So, good to you guys. Um, And, yeah. So, I think I'm going to wrap it up because I've been talking for 53 minutes now. Um, Probably one of the longer podcasts I have going. I got to touch on, you know, last week's matchups, up-and-coming matchups, the standings, everything that's gone on, the little asshole who robbed me, the rule confusion, because I still don't know what's going on where I can't stand on the field or not. I, I don't know what's going on, but um, like I said, I didn't mean anything offensively. Uh, I think Nick, Nicky, I think it's Nicky, but um, I, I, I'm just trying to clarify so I don't end up bringing my camera and wasting my time getting all my equipment together to show up to take pictures and then not be able to take pictures, which... I just don't get why I wasn't able to do that in the first place. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll digress. We'll move on. But um, thank you all for listening. Shout out to Dante again. Going to give a shout out to Dante every time because he's one of those guys who gets to this final 40, 54th minute and he'll still be listening. So I know he's going to be here to listen to his shout out. Uh, shout out to Bones if you're here. Uh, shout, uh, let me just shout out the teams I, I, I like. I'm personally affected or like you know involved with. I, I love the Phantoms. Used to be a team I was on. Shout out to Plan B. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. I haven't been able to talk to a lot of you guys because your games have been different times, and I've been either dying or you know dead already. So, um, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, me Machine. Hope you guys do well this week and everything. You guys are great. I really do appreciate the fact that you guys support the podcast as much as you do. TF rating, you guys can go fuck yourselves. Love you guys, though. And, um, yeah, show us your TDs. Love you guys. Rejects, love you guys. Uh, Spartans, I love all you, but Junior. Junior, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, if you got to the 55th minute, then maybe I'll like you again, Junior. But if not, double fuck you. And, uh, yeah. All right. Love you guys. Thank you guys for watching. You guys are great. Talk to you guys next week. Make sure you follow the Twitter at bucket hat toe tap all singular bucket hat toe tap and then you can go to the Facebook page Mammoth County Adult Flag Football League I believe it is as of right now and you can look at the website for the standings you can get your next week's matchups you can find this podcast there you can find it on the Instagram page for Mammoth County Flag 
and yeah, um, look out for a new podcast coming, you know, the up and coming week, we do it every Thursday, and then I'll also have photos posted later tonight, so photos will always go up on Thursday also along with the podcast, and yeah, you guys have been great. Look out for Saturday. I'm probably going to do that live stream with the captains and a couple of the players. So look out for that on the Instagram page. Tune in. Make sure if you guys have any questions or any shit you want to talk to, be in the chat. I'll be very attentive to chat and see what's going on there, okay? So, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys come Sunday. And thank you for listening to Bucket Hats and Toe Tabs.